0: and we back brand new episode podcast or nothing you know the name the apex uh brand new episode I think this is season 3 episode what 13 I think yeah I think it's episode 13 um I don't know what what episode is gonna be the last episode of the season but you know what I'm saying whatever um yeah I think I think I'm just talking on the LeBron situation. Uh LeBron and Zion. I think I just yeah, I might just talk about that because I feel like there's some points that some sport analysts made. But then there's also a few that they missed. But um Oh yeah, then I'm gonna give you all a recap of what's going on with the uh, little week, you know what I'm saying? uh buy, let me buy on y'all right here this is over you know what I'm saying like the league is over but um yeah shout out to Osita brand make sure y'all go follow them on instagram o s i t a brand all one word uh look for their kickstarter as well make sure y'all go follow uh a custom travel uh for all your traveling needs looking for a trip that you're trying to plan make sure you go with a custom travel. Uh, On on Instagram, all one word, a custom travel, and make sure you follow Lechosa's hot sauce. L e c h o s a s, hot sauce, all one word. Shop on Le- www dot sauce dot com for the hottest hot sauce in the hot sauce game. Um, that it. I don't think this episode will be all that long, but yeah. Um, is that it? That might be it. That might be it now. I can't let this episode finish without telling you all about the greatest, tastiest, hottest hot sauce in the hot sauce game. They chose us hot sauce. You can take my word for it, they sent me two free bottles so I can have a little taste. It's the hottest out there. It's the hottest out there. And if you're really into spicy foods, Pick up some Lechosas hot sauce. That's L-E-C-H-O-S-A-S, hot sauce. You can find their website on www.lechosashotsauce.com. Follow them on Instagram at Lechosas Hot Sauce. Again, it's www.lechosashotsauce.com. Pick up a bottle and let them know that Podcast About Nothing sent you. All right, so I'm gonna go ahead and just get a rundown of what happened. Um, we, well, my my um my little league team, we lost the second round of the playoffs. So how they have it set up is the because um, there's there's four brackets. Each bracket has six teams. Uh, the two teams with the best record. In that bracket, that first round bar. Um, We were in the gold bracket. And there was so many teams that um, the gold bracket was actually the second place bracket. The first place bracket was platinum. So they had a platinum bracket, gold bracket, silver bracket. Yeah, platinum, gold, silver, bronze, right? Uh, Each bracket had six teams in it. And, like, you got the six best records in the entire league. Uh, I think three of the teams in that platinum bracket were undefeated. Everybody else had one loss. And the other three teams had one loss. In our bracket, uh, in the gold bracket, it was basically teams between two to to three losses, really. Even though we lost four times, I think we were probably the bottom team in that bracket. We beat a team that went five and two handedly on top of that, like we won handedly um, and then in the silver bracket, I think it was teams that lost between four to five times, and then in the bottom bracket, it was probably teams that only won once, maybe won two- two games. Uh, or no games at all. Because I think the top team in the bronze bracket, I think they went two and two and five, I think. Um then the other team that got a first round by they went one and six. But um Yeah, so we we beat the Pacers. Um we won thirty five to twenty seven. Uh the kids were playing phenomenally well. They were going off. They were going ham. Those were playing great defense. It was everything. Everything clicked. Uh, and then we played Friday night in the semifinal against the Celtics, a team that beat us by 14 points in week one. Uh, referees cheating in week one, just like how they cheated in week six, but uh, or week five. My fault. Week five. Because we won our city game. Um, yeah, man. So, uh, so, um, we it against the Celtics in the second round, semi final. Um came up short. We lost by three, even though we should have we shouldn't have lost. Um it was bad offense on our part, terrible offense on theirs. You know, it was it was night and day on how we played. Even though the refs cheated, cheated in week one. We still, it was still night and day compared to how we played before, you know, defensively and I guess you can say offensively. But, um, you know, the first time we played, we lost thirty to sixteen, you know, and this time we lost twenty-one to eighteen. And one of our kids, uh, he was number fourteen. He had a he had a uh, a big three that sent the game to the that sent the game to overtime. And, in overtime were trading baskets back and forth and then they traveled the referees didn't call it you know what i'm saying so and then i got into a little bit of a silent match with the referee at the end of the game he said some things that was disrespectful i got disrespectful right back i'm yelling yo you be cheating us you've always been cheating us my kids started yelling at him yo you always cheat us he said something to him and then my uh he he told the kids don't talk to him or something like that and then my brother was like yo they only 11 and 12 why you like you know what i'm saying so i i take it upon myself like as a coach and as a grown man you keep that energy with me and he's sitting on stage i'm like yo what you say you know what i'm saying i'm doing all that and he was like nice example you said in front of your kids coach and i turned around this dude ducked behind the uh we play at a school. We play inside of a... We saw, we play at the gymnasium inside of a school, right? Inside of an elementary school. So, and they have a stage in their gym, and the stage has curtains. So, he says that. I turn around. I'm about to hop on stage. Like, yo, say it to my face. Like, you know what I'm saying? Keep that same energy. He ducks behind the curtain. You know what I'm saying? And he doesn't come out until... I think he thought I was gone, so then he decided to come out. But, I mean, there's a lot of things. Anyway, I'm going to get to that. So, I, I get my, my, my team in the, in the hallway, and I talk to them. I tell them I love them to death. And um, I tell them that, um, you know, for the 11-year-olds that are on this team, um Remember how you feel right now because we're not feeling this same feeling next season. Man. We, First of all, we're going to be in that platinum bracket. We're not being in the gold bracket. We're going to be in the platinum bracket. We're going to be one of the most elite teams in this league, and we're going to win it. We're going to run through everybody. Um, I have a lot more knowledge on how to coach, on how to um, prep, on how to prepare. I have a lot more knowledge on lineups, setups. Offensive play calling, defensive play calling. Um, and I feel like I'm better preparing these kids for when they move on and play in high school or, or whatever. And hopefully college, hopefully the NBA, you know what I'm saying? Um, our star player, he struggled that game, but we all did. And uh, at the end of the of the night, you know what I'm saying? You know, we did a whole photo op thing, you know, everybody took pictures and... Um, I shook his hand, hugged him, told him, like, yo, I'm going to be seeing you on ESPN real soon. I, I already know that like, you're going to be on ESPN one day. You know, he's only 11, man. That kid got talent. You know what I'm saying? He just got to keep going. Um, you know, I told all the kids that, man, you can you can make it to the league if you want. You just got to grind for it. You got to work for it. You got to be the first one up and the last one out. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's that's really all it's about. So, um... But, yeah, man, I, I told all my kids I was proud of them. You know what I'm saying? I learned a lot. I went back, and I shook the referee's hand. Like, you know what I'm saying? He learned a moment type thing. Uh, I still I still want to crack his jaw, though. But, you know, th- there was kids around. You know, there were kids around. There, If, if these were high school ages, I probably would have not do it out, to be honest. But, you know what I'm saying? They're small kids, man. They're in sixth grade, seventh grade. You know what I'm saying? So, um yeah, I, I kept my composure, you know what so i relaxed on that, but, yeah, no, so uh, I told all the kids I love them. I, I didn't get a chance to speak to all of them individually, but, you know what I'm saying, it is what it is. Hopefully, uh, come draft time in December, hopefully some of these same parents have, you know what I'm saying, put me down as, yeah, we want our kid to be on the Warriors again. We want our kids to play with Coach Garrett again, you know what I'm saying? that's what I'm hoping uh if they didn't then you know what I'm saying we just move on and take it from there um but i'm 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 excited for next season this season, like i I didn't get a chance to participate in the draft because I didn't know what day that the draft was on I didn't check my email or whatever but um yeah like I'm looking forward to it like the whole process again my brother is saying yeah we're coming back we're gonna be better next year and we gonna draft for some height and we gotta get younger you know what i'm saying I, I don't wanna draft a bunch of twelve year olds because when they all move on, I'm gonna have to have a completely different team and i don't i don't I don't want that so um, uh, yeah man i'm 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 gonna miss i'm gonna miss the kids that I was coaching the three kids that's that's moving on to the next age group shout out to them. they played hard one of the kids broke his collarbone and he missed like half of the season and he couldn't practice, and then he got dropped right back in. I tried to put him in the starting role. He wasn't ready for that yet. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, there was no chemistry there. Uh, So, it was, it was a lot that goes into that. But, yeah, man, shout out to the kids that's moving on to the next age group. Y'all know who you are, and I know you're not listening. Maybe your parents are listening, and they're probably, oh, wait, that's a coach. Like, you know what I'm saying? So, shout out to them. Um. I want to find out what teams they play on because I I still want to go check them out. I still want to watch them play. I want to follow their career. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Because I remember when I coached Little League uh, football back when I was like 19, it was right after I graduated high school. So I was like 18, 19 years old. Actually, yeah, I was 18 because it was right after I graduated high school. So, um, I did that, you know what I'm saying? And to think that now some of those kids are freshmen in college or they're graduating high school this year, like, that's crazy to me. But um, I just don't remember those kids' last names. But it was something about this team, man. It's going to stay with me for the rest of my life. This is really, for me, where I feel like my coaching career is going to start up at because I want to coach high school at some point. I just don't feel like I'm ready yet. I'm trying to gain some more experience in that. And, um, but my 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 goal is to coach high school. But I also want to get into coaching middle school as well. You know what I'm saying? I want to coach at a middle school. Not just middle school age, but at a middle school. You know, I, I don't want to do the recreational coaching forever. You know what I'm saying? This is only my second year. I coach a year in, in um, Little League football and then which was those kids' ages were 9 to 6 or 9 to 7. I think it was 9 to 7. And then I just did this basketball season, ages 11 and 12. So, you know, next year I'm going to do 11 and 12 again. And um, if you're listening right now and you have a kid, they don't have to be 11 or 12 years old, but, like, it starts from age 5. It goes from age 5 to 17. And if you have a boy or a girl between the ages of 5 to 17 years old and they want to, you want to get them into basketball and you're in the um, Murfreesboro area, Murfreesboro, Tennessee area, um, yeah, take them to McFadden Community Center. Just be on the lookout for that, McFadden Community Center. This, the season starts in December, but they also have this, like, player's combine that takes place in the summertime. Uh, when I find out when, when it is, I'll give, you know I'm saying? I'll, I'll make sure to let y'all know so that y'all can sign up and all that. And if, even if you have, you want to get into coaching, you know what I'm saying, they're always looking for coaches. Because I feel like there were some teams in each age group that probably had a lot more kids than others because they didn't have enough coaches to go around. Uh, I remember actually being asked if I wanted to coach two teams. But I'm like, nah, this is my first time. Let me just stick with the one. But next year, next year I might do two. I might do two teams next year um, I'm thinking about doing eleven to twelve and thirteen and fourteen next year. That's what I'm honestly thinking about doing <sighs> I don't know though I don't know i might i might i might I might do that I might do eleven to twelve and thirteen and fourteen but um, yeah, I mean overall, man, it was a good season, man first year. In totality we I went we went four and five because we finished three and four in the regular season. And then in the playoffs we went one and one. So uh I finished four and five, you know what I'm saying, which ain't bad, like for our first year. Uh, just you know what I'm saying, one game under five hundred. So um I wish we had got a couple more wins in there during the regular season. But I really wish we won a championship because, man, my kids worked hard, man. I feel like they got short, short-ended, short you know what I'm saying? And the season was just over, you know what I'm saying? So to just wake up that that following day because the game was on Friday night, waking up Saturday morning knowing that it was just over, you know what I'm saying? Like, usually we had games on Saturday mornings. It's not that it was just it was just over. You know what I'm saying? Uh, it, was, it was really disheartening. Uh, I wish we f- we finished better. But, you know, I told the kids, hey, man, one team had to lose. You know what I'm saying? That's just how it is. One team has to lose. So, um, they don't do double overtime. Like, if it had went to a double overtime, it would have been sudden death. So, um, yeah, man, one team had to lose. Uh, it came down to one final possession. They traveled. The referee didn't call it. Also, they were inside the free throw line. But for some reason, they counted it as a three, which made no sense. Like, um, But anyway, man, it is what it is. We lost to these um, Stepford Housewives soccer moms for a second time. Um, they got caught off guard. The Celtics on a good team. I ain't trying to throw no shade, though. But I feel like they were being out coached. They were also being outplayed. You know what I'm saying? It's just referees, man. They they control your destiny. You know what I'm saying? But man, dubs up Warriors for life, man. For real. We'll be back next season, though. We'll be back next season, man. Now, I know you've been enjoying this episode. And you're probably thinking in your head right now, damn Apex, what is it now? What 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 do you gotta tell me about now? I need to tell you about recording your own podcast and getting it distributed only by using Anchor. All right, so so let me explain. See, first off, it's free. Also, there's certain tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone, your tablet, or your computer. Anchor will also distribute your podcast for you. So it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Podcasts, CastBox FM, and many, many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place, and that is Anchor. So make sure you go download the free, free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. I hope everybody is enjoying this episode so far, but allow me to take one minute of your time and talk to you about something very important. Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When I was trying to get this podcast off the ground, I had a lot of questions. How do I record an episode? How do I get my show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and all the other places people like to listen? How do I make money for my podcast? The answer to every one of these questions is really simple. Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and very easy to use. And now, Anchor can even match you with great sponsors too, so you can get paid to podcast. I don't have a fancy setup. I don't have a studio. It's just me, my iPad, and I hit record. So if you've always wanted to start a podcast and make money doing it, go to anchor.fm. To join me and the diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. Again, that's anchor.fm/.start, and I can't wait to hear your podcast. All right, so now we're getting into this part where it's like, all right. So last night, um, LeBron took on Zion Williamson, right? So it was Lakers versus Pelicans. Ran to whatever. Well, second meeting between these two. Uh and a lot of people are saying, like, you know what I'm saying, it's a sixteen year difference the same way it was a sixteen year difference from the first time Jordan played Kobe. Um But it's also a sixteen year difference between LeBron and John Morant. You know what I'm saying? So it's like to me that that doesn't really matter. You know what I'm saying? Uh because LeBron could play any other rookie in this in in the uh, NBA and it's gonna be a sixteen year difference. So but I, I get it. You know, Zion's supposed to be the next one up. But um people are really coming down on Bron because he was trying to give uh supporting words and encouragement and guidance to Zion, who's you know what I'm saying, a nineteen year old kid. Uh, He has a late birthday, so he just turned 19, I think. Um, or no, 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 He has a late birthday, so he's going on 20. Um, But he's a rookie, though. You know what I'm saying? He only did one year in college. Man, Zion's this 6'6", 6'7", 280-pound kid. Man, boy, I guess you could say. And LeBron was just, you know what I'm saying? they asked LeBron, like, yo, what did you tell Zion? And LeBron told him, told the news reporter, like, yo, I told him, you know what I'm saying, just keep your head up, keep keep your head up, also keep your head down, power through, um, make it to the other side type thing, and, you know what I'm saying, if you need anything on and off the court, let me know. He was just trying to provide a big brother role to Zion. Where, even though it's a 16 year difference, technically speaking, LeBron could be like a father to Zion because there's kids that have kids young, you know what I'm saying? But it's more of a it's probably more of a big brother role, maybe a uncle role, maybe maybe like a cousin. Maybe more of a cousin role or something like that. But mentorship at the end of the day. And people are saying LeBron's soft. Some people say like man he's just trying to soften up his competition. Some people are saying man, he's trying to look at like, yo, when you're a free agent it's us play-together type thing. I mean, he comes from an AAU circuit, you know what I'm saying? So, but that's not what he was doing. I, I think, and I don't know if LeBron does this to any player, to every player, but he does a lot to a lot of black players. And there's a lot of black players in the NBA. Like, the black, like, I think black people got to make up at least 85%. At the least, 80% of the NBA. It has to be, um, even though I don't, even though I think it, I think it's actually like seventy five percent of the NBA, if you include free agents, I, I think it's like seventy five percent. But um, and then with the NFL, I think the NFL is sixty five. I think sixty or sixty five percent black in the NFL, uh, and it's like seventy five percent black in the NBA. So LeBron's part is just trying to provide guidance to some of these young black kids who are coming across millions and millions of dollars when just you know what I'm saying a year ago for some rookies a year ago and for some players you know what I'm saying two three four years ago their mom was working two three jobs trying to provide for them when they were in high school and And when they were going through college and stuff like that. So now he's like, yo, you come across all this money. Like, don't let people take advantage of you. Uh, Prioritize your money. And, you know what I'm saying? Like, just, and and then when it comes to basketball, do what you got to do. Like, work hard, wake up early, go to sleep late, watch film, ask questions. And, all that. like, he's just trying to provide guidance for them. And people are saying, like, yo, he's being soft. Yo, he's just trying to soften them up. Yo, he's just trying to recruit for a sports management agency. Yo, he's just trying to recruit for the Lakers. Or yo, he's just trying to recruit for the Cavs when he go back. Or maybe he's just trying to be a black man looking out for a a younger black man in a generation after him. He's just trying to provide guidance. Something that really wasn't provided to him much. You know what I'm saying? He didn't have a father. He doesn't know who his father is. Um there wasn't players in the NBA taking him under his wing because there was a lot of players in the NBA who were veterans that were low key jealous of LeBron. Like, who was this straight out of high school little kid thinking he about to come take all this credit? I'm talking about he the future of the NBA. Like, man, the future is like, you know what I'm saying? Eight years from now. I'm the man now, like type thing like that. And it's like People wasn't reaching out to him. Yeah, he held a convers he had a conversation with with, with, um, Michael Jordan back when he was in high school. And never really again since. And then him and Kobe didn't start getting tight until the latter part of Kobe's career. And you know what I'm saying? Like, so sue me. I feel like this is a great look for LeBron is the NBA. He is. He is the NBA. He's the ambassador. He's the one that's welcoming all, patting everybody on about like, yo, you know what I'm saying? In between whistles, when they're in between that, in between those lines and in between whistles, oh, he's looking to rip your spirit out of your body and crush it. But afterwards, fan, we could dap up, hug it out, chalk it up. <coughs> Excuse me. We can talk about it. Anything, any questions you got about basketball or that's unrelated to basketball, hit me up. No? I think he's just trying to provide that. Um, Even when it comes to John Morant, John Morant's dad played, but already you can see that John Morant is going to be a star in this league. I don't want to say superstar because I don't even feel like Russell Westbrook is a superstar. But I don't think John Moran is going to be a superstar. And, and you know what so I could be wrong? Like, we don't know what it's going to look like seven years from now when Giannis is 32 and LeBron is out of the league. LeBron Jr. is playing. Zaire is Dwayne Wade's son. Zaire is playing. Like We don't know what it's going to look like 70 years from now when John Moran is in year seven. But – or year eight or whatever. Like, we don't know what that's going to look like, what the NBA is going to look like. But I think for LeBron to try to provide that guidance and just extend that olive branch and extend his hand out and be like, yo, if you have any questions, any concerns at all, just hit me up. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm here. And that has to be something crazy for – even though Zion didn't go with Clutch Sports Entertainment, or not entertainment, Clutch Sports Management, which is LeBron's uh, sports management agency, um, even though Zion didn't go with them, even though John Morant didn't even go with them, it's the fact that, man, this is LeBron James. Despite how you may feel about LeBron James, it's still LeBron James. Some These kids are, John Morant and Zion are 19 years old. LeBron is playing in his 17th season. LeBron is playing in his 17th season. They were two years old when LeBron was a rookie. LeBron is all they know. LeBron is all they know. Even when it comes to Kobe. Kobe was in year eight. They did not grow up watching Kobe. They didn't. Throughout their whole lives, from ages two to now, LeBron has been the driving and dominant force of the NBA. Their whole lives. Not their whole lives, because when they were born, well, when they were two years old, LeBron was a rookie. But through puberty, through uh, adolescence, when they were pre-teens, trying to figure out what they're going to wear for prom, picking out a high school, LeBron has been there. Like, my niece is, what, 10? She's My niece is 10. I remember when she was eight years old, She was eight years old. The first eight years of my niece's life. The first eight years of her life. LeBron was in the finals every year. From the year she was born. Up until two years ago. LeBron was in the finals every year. Like my, like. My youngest nephew. LeBron is all he knows. I mean, he knows of Kobe. He doesn't know Kobe. Kobe retired four years ago. So when Kobe retired, my nephew was like, like seven. LeBron is all he knows. Even for my nephew that's graduating high school, he is 17 years old. He was one when LeBron got drafted. One. He doesn't even watch sports, but he knows who LeBron James is. Like, these kids didn't grow up on Kobe Bryant. They grew up on LeBron. Even with me, I say, like, man, I grew up on LeBron or whatever, but it's like, nah, I probably grew up on Kobe. Kobe. Because Kobe got drafted in 96. I was five. Like, I remember experiencing most of Kobe's career. Now, I remember everything about LeBron's career because, for one, I love LeBron. LeBron's my favorite player of all time. To me, the greatest player of all time. But I remember most of Kobe's career, though. I remember most of it. Everything from when, everything from the first championship on, I remember everything about Kobe's career. Everything. From 2000 on, I remember everything. From year 2000 on with Kobe's career. So from year four all the way up until his passing, I remember everything about Kobe's career. Kobe dedicated his whole entire, and I ain't trying to make this a Kobe spiel, but Kobe dedicated his whole life to the NBA. His whole adult life was dedicated to the NBA. You look at, he was drafted at age 17, he played 20 years. He honestly played in the NBA longer than he didn't play in the NBA. LeBron's not far off. He's he's almost there. Um, but yeah, man, like LeBron's always falling on heavy criticism for no reason. You know, I don't I don't understand why, but whenever he tries to do good, whenever he tries to or whenever he messes up, he faces criticism. Whether he's doing good or he's not. He faces criticism, man. Like, he can miss a last-second layup. He can miss a free throw. Or he can give some guidance to young players who's going to be the future in the NBA long after he's gone. There's no competition to LeBron. There's no competition to him. Let that man be great, man. I don't understand where all this scrutiny comes from. Jordan... Didn't face this. Jordan didn't face it. Just being scrutinized. Every t- the worst thing that was said about Michael Jordan was that he didn't pass the ball. When it comes to LeBron, he faces scrutiny on and off the court. Things has nothing to do with basketball. I don't know. I feel like we just got to let LeBron be LeBron, man. Enjoy this greatness. With Kobe dying at the age of, oh, it was Kobe, 41? With Kobe passing away at such a young age, been retired for four years, now he's gone. It's almost, it's like, man, we got to stop. Like, just enjoy what we got, man, because we don't know if we'll ever see anything like LeBron again. Anything like, Jordan and Kobe again, anything like Allen Iverson or Shaq again, just enjoy what we have and what we had before we can no longer, before they're gone, you know what I'm saying? I don't know, I didn't want to make this morbid, but yeah, man, props to LeBron, man, for giving guidance when Kobe really didn't do it until after he retired, Jordan didn't do it even During his retirement, Jordan still doesn't. Um, Well, actually, at Kobe's memorial service, Jordan did say that Kobe started calling him. But that was after Kobe retired. Like, Jordan didn't have a relationship with players during their tenure in the NBA. It was always afterwards. Um, But shout out to LeBron, man, for just trying to provide people with the necessary resources that wasn't provided to him. I mean, sometimes you gotta learn from sometimes what you went through as a child you take with you that way you can help others from going through the same thing. You know, I don't know. Shout out to LeBron, man, the GOAT. Um this is another episode of Podcast about nothing, not being your host, the A Face. Until next time, stay consistent, never be complacent. We're striving, we're thriving, we're striding. Peace.